I think we live in a world where people are noncommittal. We allow liberalism to say, hey, I can just do what I want, and I don't have to really be tough and fight through it. We weren't given that option when we were growing up. We were told what to do. We did it the right way, or you go figure it out on your own. In the world today, there's a lot of entitlement. I'm a firm believer in the snowflake. Guys, my Gundy wasn't pleased this past weekend. No, it was not. Here, here. Let's get to it. This is Between the Hashes. Yeah! Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition, liftoff. Mike Gundy is at it again, giving us sound clips. Ugh, the mullet, man. Mike Gundy was pissed. He was so mad. He, he was, was pissed. So butthurt about his player leaving. All right, so add a little context here. Um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State played an absolute barn burner last That's week. That's man. Um, awesome game. Um, safety for Oklahoma State. I'm going to butcher his name. Thabo Milwanaki. Nailed it. Announced that he's transferring out of Oklahoma State. Um, and this past offseason, over the summer, the NCAA introduced some new legislation which allows athletes to transfer programs without permission from their current schools. Um, and it gives the school no say where that athlete is going to play next. So Mike Gundy took exception. Uh, I believe he said later on in the quote that it um, – was not made in reference to uh, to Wanicki, but wink, wink. yeah, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you believe that, I got some nice beachfront property in Nevada <laughs> to sell you. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think? He, he lost his mind clearly. Might have been a little sore about not getting that bold two point conversion to win the game. Yeah. Um, as we said, not the first time that he's kind of gone off in a press conference. So, Siege, I'll kick it to you. What do you think? No. Um. Well, I mean, Oklahoma State's five and five. They they do um, not their best season. Gundy is is a hothead anyway. But my God, man, he is just asking to be fired. He is. How do you? So after the after the game, I don't even think that's his best quote of the week. I think after the game, when asked how his players felt about going for two point for the for two points in the win, he said, "I don't give a shit. I'm the only person whose opinion matters." Like he would just go into scorch earth. There's a flamethrower. He's taking it to the entire Oklahoma State football team. He's got, he's his job's got to be on the line after this. I, I know he's been successful while at Oklahoma State, but we'll talk about our guy Hugh Jackson a little bit later in the show. But yeah. that is a Hugh Jackson quote right there. Ejecto cedo, cuz <laughs> this is I. This is insane. This is like Bobby Knight flailing out, throwing the chair onto the court. <laughs> back back then, you could get away with it. Nowadays, you can't. I mean, he talk about being butthurt. I Imagine mean, everybody Twitter and Bobby Knight's oh, prime. But oh boy, everybody gets like going for two, and you don't become successful. It's been done a ton this NFL I'll season. West Virginia, and West Virginia pulled ago. it off. It's no one should be criticizing him for trying to go on the win when you only have a five and five, and you have a chance to take down a team that's eight and one. Like a chance to pull Not off a in the country, huge, man. Yeah, huge upset. Go for it all the time, every time. I would easily go for it in that situation every single time. I would do it. But and then you start going off the rails and not taking your medication and then start <laughs> yelling oh, at the world. <laughs> bumping lines. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I 100% support the decision there, especially like you said, the situation. You're Oklahoma State. You're going nowhere fast. You got a chance to take down Oklahoma. Go for it. Why not? Um there's a better, more political way to answer the question than he did. And I, I get it that emotions are running high. You had the chance to win the game. You didn't I mean, do it. He's a man. He's 40. He is 40. Was uh, was that all part of the same press conference, those two quotes, or were those two separate? I think it was separate. The, uh, the I don't give a shit comment was immediately after the game. That I'm not 100% sure on your comment. Because, so, I see where he's coming from. When you run a college program, you have three, usually maybe four years with these guys that you're recruiting, and then it's like you got to start over continuously all the time. So you have very 
I guess, you know, you have a very limited time frame to win with those players that you recruited, you know, three, four years ago before you got to start it all over again. Mm -hmm. I understand the frustration of you think you've got a guy who's going to come in and fit your program and help you just walk out the door and there be no restrictions on that. But we always, and this is going to be a bad comparison because college and, and pro are two completely different animals. We always talk about teams doing what's best for the team in terms of dealing with players. And we always talk about players doing what's best for the player. We'll talk about Le'Veon Bell later also, but he thinks he's doing what's best for him. This player, the safety from Oklahoma State, thinks he's doing what's best for him in his future. So I can see both sides. I can see if, you know, if the kid doesn't think that Oklahoma State is where he wants to be, if that's not a fit for him, he should have every right to up and move and find a situation that is right for him. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I can see Gundy's point of view where he's frustrated. He thinks he's getting a commitment from this kid for three or four years, and that rug gets pulled out from underneath his feet. So I will say this. You know, the college transfer system has sort of become like NFL free agency. Um, I, I know he saved my season, but, sh I mean, Shea Patterson, that was a whole thing, too. He, when he left um, Ole Miss, you know, is he, where is he going to end up? Who's going to offer him the best, you know, best package, this and that? So I can understand Gundy's frustration, but there's a time and a place for everything. And I, I get it. Gundy strikes me as this gung-ho type of guy, you know, rah, 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 like very passionate. But to call the guy out like that, that does not reflect well upon him at all. If I'm a player considering going to Oklahoma State and I read those comments, I'm like, F this guy. Do I really want to play for him? Well, especially you got that quote where he's defending his guys against the media, you know, saying, yep. bring this on me. I'm 40. I'm a man. I can take it. Mm -hmm. And then he throws his own kid right under the bus. Yep. It's it's hypocrisy is what that is. That's what college coaches are best because they if, if another team offers them a penny more for a contract, their ass is out the door like boom. Yep. So it, it's hypocrisy. <laughs> James agrees. Yeah, he agrees. <laughs> I mean, you just you basically said everything that I've wanted to say, and you just well compound on it more. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take. Well, it I'm not. I mean, it's not you. you I just have really nothing more to say because I mean, it's he's just speaking a huge hypocrite. It's and it's it's a shame to him for just because he quote unquote a man, um, <laughs> and then he immediately just yells at a kid for trying to do what's best for his life. I mean, it's sad. So, moving from one coach making headlines with his quotes to another coach, former coach, making headlines oh with some tweets. Uh, old boy Zach Smith, former uh, assistant coach at Ohio State. You heard about the new rumors today? Uh, we'll, talk, so we'll go on. Say what you got to say first, and then there's more. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll dish to you. Um, the most recent I saw was him going on a Twitter tirade. Uh, Mainly taking focus at Tom Herman, head coach of Texas. Okay, cool. Welcome. <laughs> that was that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Did you see that? No. So he, um, oh, he, who, who Tom I don't Herman, Tom head Herman coach of, of uh, Texas. Yeah. So was that that wasn't Smith reaching out to him, right? Was that it? was Smith texting Tom Herman. Okay, so so yes, Zach Smith texts Tom Herman, basically saying he's going to out him for cheating on his wife, and he's going to burn him to the ground and take everything from him. Coach Herman responds, okay, cool, hook him with the emoji with the hook up horns. <laughs> Total <laughs> boss response to that. Greatest comeback, yeah. But anyways, uh, just to reset, Zach Smith going on a tirade on Twitter, basically outing the Texas head coach, Coach Tom Herman, of cheating on his wife repeatedly. Um, in a hand dookie. A couple <laughs> bunch of things going on there. Uh, called him a shit bag, I believe. <laughs> yep. Um, this guy, man, every day I feel like he wakes up and he decides that he wasn't embarrassing enough the day before, so he's got to re-up it and go one level higher. Dude needs some lithium or something. Like He just needs to bring it down a notch. And I feel like he, he just doesn't help his cause because, I mean, if he has a legitimate point, it's being lost in his insanity. Yep. Like, good I lord! Agree. I mean, he's he. Someone's gonna take his Twitter away or something. <laughs> yep. the, the man Stop should dig himself a hole. And even if he has any legitimate facts about anything, nobody's gonna believe him. So I don't. I'm gonna tread lightly on this because you never want to make accusations or any of that. But when you see a guy just come completely unhinged like this on Twitter, 
kind of makes you believe everything that's coming out against him that uh, that he probably hit his wife once or twice. Yeah, not like like you said, gonna tread lightly. Not no, never accuse anybody of that, but he's not helping his own cause. When you see somebody who can just like you said go completely insane on Twitter, seemingly unprompted at the snap of a finger. I mean, what started that? Um, Did he just lose his mind and go crazy? No, this this goes back to the whole. Um, I don't know how this got brought up again, but this goes back to the whole in- incident back in August. With um, his wife and domestic abuse and the whole Urban Meyer scandal. Oh, sure, sure. I, I know yeah. where it's coming from, but oh, I mean, like, to, to start I, it no, yesterday. No, yeah. no, 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 no. You haven't been so bored that you're just staring at the TV and you just let out, like, the big yell, like, <laughs> That's these, like, Twitter. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I don't go accusing people of cheating on their wives when I get bored, though. Although, actually, now that I, I mean, think about it. Sorry, no, sorry. You go no, first. I was just going to say tomatoes, model, but there, uh, same thing. <laughs> there was... Um, there was a new story that broke out out of Ohio State today that I'm not too sure of how for the legitimacy of this, but allegedly there was a player last year, a wide receiver, where Zach Smith was the wide when he was the wide receiver coach who transferred onto Florida. I actually do not have his name off the top of my head because Zach Smith referred to him as the N word, as a bitch ass N word. Perfect. And there's a huge story that is being discussed right now. It was bro- broken by uh, Brett McMurphy of the uh, of Stadium. And, yeah, that is – I have a feeling that might go hand-in-hand hand with this whole thing. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you hear the phrase, if the entire neighborhood has a problem with the same kid, the neighborhood probably isn't wrong. Yeah. You know? Uh, a, lot of, a lot of crap surrounding Zach Smith right here. <laughs> yep. And and if you want to take this all the way back, there's no way Urban Mayor didn't know that he's a psychopath. Oh, I love how I mean I love how Urban is declaring that he has memory loss now. Oh, of course he does. Anything no. because of how convenient, yeah. right? Of yeah. course he does. Shitbag. Anyway, um, but yeah. I, I bet you if you asked him what play they ran on second and six from the 43 yard line against South Carolina ten years ago, he could tell you though. Did you Did you guys read by any chance the um, the Spotlight stories on Aaron Hernandez. No. Well, one of the one of the parts was about Hernandez's time in Florida, and one of the incidents when Hernandez was just on campus and he was 17 at the time, and he got and he punched some dude in the ear and broke his eardrum at a bar where he wasn't supposed to be at, and Urban Meyer did the whole thing. With Tebow was there, um, I, I think maybe the Pouncey brothers were there as well. And yeah, Hernandez just swung out, gotten the guy handed him a bill. Hernandez didn't like it. And he broke his eardrum. So Urban Meyer has been shoveling shit his whole life. He is a snake oil salesman to the <laughs> utmost degree. And I know I'm biased because I'm a Michigan fan, but that guy is a true piece of shit, and he deserves everything that is coming his way right now. I mean, karma's undefeated. Karma Car- Car- gets you every time. Oh, I can't wait for it. I hate Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. F Ohio State. I just think it's wild, man. I, I mean, all signs point to this Jack Smith guy being a total loser. And, and, and Urban, too. Right. I'm saying there's no – you think about how tightly woven coaches are when you get to the college level and the pro level. They're with each other 20 hours a day, for Christ's sake. Game plan and coaching, coming up with schemes, in meetings. Urban Meyer knows. He oh, knows. Yeah. He knows He's a god. He knows he everything. Knows. He knows everything. I'm mm-hmm. I'm completely 100% in on that. Um, all right. That's a lot of BS, talking a lot about quotes and media and things we don't usually get in. Um, let's actually talk a little bit about the teams. We're getting close to the end of the regular season in college. Uh, conference championship games are going to be coming up in a couple of weeks. I believe end of November, right after Thanksgiving, right? Yes. The championship weekend. The week after, yes. So, um only one game is decided. We've talked about it before. The SEC championship. We've got Bama taking on Georgia. Um, mixed feelings on that game in the room. I know we'd love to see Bama go down as always. But if they do, boy, howdy, does that throw a wrench uh, into that college football playoff picture? It's up. Practically everything. It. I mean, as exciting as it would be to see Alabama lose, but – the complete mess that we have to wait from Saturday to the following Tuesday to find out what the F is going to go on. It, I mean, it will drive me insane to find out if Notre Dame gets pushed out or not. See, this is, this is crazy. And this is something that I can't relate to as an NFL fan with you guys being uh, big time into college more so than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if you know I'm watching the Packers, I'm watching teams in the NFC. If I see, you know, for instance, this game, I uh, we have the Rams Seahawks game from last Sunday on TV right here. I was all in on the Rams. If if Seattle loses, that's good for Green Bay. They're one of the teams with three, four losses in that logjam in the NFC. Yeah. Need those guys to get some losses. If Seattle loses, I know exactly where Green Bay stands in relation to Seattle. Yeah. You guys with college with the football, uh, with the college football playoff, if Alabama loses, you know, the everything's up in the air. Everything's up in the air. But I, I'm saying the the easy kind of misconception, I guess, is that if one loses, that's good for three and four, obviously. But then it gets into the whole strength of schedule and there's a one loss conference championship team make it in over Notre Dame and yada, yada, yada. And it's going to be wild these these past couple of weeks to see how this thing shakes out. It's it's extremely nerve wracking. It makes like the silly little games just the way you think you're going to win to actually be a little bit nerve wracking because going into FSU, it's all of a sudden I'm like, maybe we shouldn't be so confident right now, and maybe we should like I shouldn't be so confident. I shouldn't like I should hold back my excitement because one little slip up and we're screwed. Well, Lord have mercy on my soul. As much as I hate to admit this, I am the biggest Bama fan for the next few weeks. Because you guys, you can't risk them taking that three and four no, spot. They have to stay at one. Especially if they lose to the fifth, the number five team, because obviously right. Georgia winning the SEC gets we'll get in. in. It's just a, who, who who gets, gets Bama push out. One lost Bama, Big Ten champ, Michigan hypothetical, or undefeated Notre Dame. So the only thing that would save them is somehow if both Bama and Clemson lose their conference championship games, because both of them aren't making it. There's no way. There's no way you can have a one-loss Big Ten champion over two one-loss non-conference champions. There's no way. No. No, I I agree. I think. Assuming Notre Dame. Hughes, right. The best thing Syracuse could have done was beat Clemson back early on. They had it. They had it. If Trevor, that was when Trevor Lawrence was was a fresh little, you know, sunshiny freshman. <laughs> if um, now he's looked good now. Um, they looked really good against BC. I know BC lost their starting quarterback early, and their only touchdown was on some crazy punt return. Did you guys see that by any chance? No, I was so, all the way up to the bottom. Yeah, so BC they they, they go for a punt. The, the kid just like sort of fails it. He's, he, the ball bounces five yards in front of him. He's surrounded by Clemson guys. Catches it, like, right in the bread basket. He looks around. He's like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? Manages to break free for, like, a 70-yard touchdown. That was their only touchdown of the game, though. Um, but Clemson's good. I got to admit. I've watched them a few times. ETN is probably – I'd put him maybe one of the best five run, top three running backs in the, in the in the country right now. I know Higdon's up there. ET, ETN is really good. Trevor Lawrence has been great. That That defense is probably second, in my opinion, to Michigan. Clemson's tough. I don't see them. I don't see them slipping up. I think. I I, I really think we're we're set with that playoffs. So I, I know that that never happens, but I don't know, man. I I don't see it changing much. I I I think Bama wins out. I think Clemson wins out. I think Notre Dame wins out, and I think Michigan wins out. I it's entirely conceivable. I think I I, I could see that. I mean, the top ten in the college football ranking playoffs didn't even change this week. I mean, nope. it's just. I think I think we're setting our ways, man. I really do, and that's that's an odd thing to admit, but I don't see it. I I can't. I, I just I can't conceive it. Change it. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to say those words. I'm not. I'm not. Nope. We'll find out when those weeks pass, and we'll find out what happens. I'm not going to predict anything. I'm not going to jinx myself. I'm just going to sit in my corner and just watch. No, I'm saying that unbiasedly. As a Michigan fan, I'm like, do I really want to say this? But as a college football fan, I just this, that's how I think it plays out. I just I really do. I think Ohio State's on the decline. I think, I mean, if you guys were playing in, in at the Carrier Dome this week, that's a different story. But Yankee Stadium, it's it's fair game. I think you guys are as hot as ever. Actually, the one team I see on the decline a little bit is Bama. Tua hasn't been really that. Tua's been hurt. I Tua got hurt. banged up against LSU and then again got banged up against Mississippi. He only won 24 nothing against Mississippi State, man. Just saying. That's, that's worse than they beat the number three team in the country. I gotta be that guy, but Crazy. no, it's yeah. I think it's set, man. I really do. So, look ahead a little bit. There's a couple cupcake games this week. Uh, Alabama's playing the Citadel, for example. <laughs> um, 
Notre Dame Syracuse at Yankee Stadium, really the only marquee game on the schedule. Number 13, Syracuse. Number three, Notre Dame. No, Big, number 12, Syracuse now. Number 12 yep, going number up 12. today. Um, Big game for both teams. Syracuse out of the race in the ACC. They can't catch Clemson at this point. Um, but, I mean, Notre Dame's got to win them all. And this is probably, correct me if I'm wrong, the most difficult game on their schedule yeah. the rest of the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, not even the rest of the way, their, their season. I mean, everybody thought it was going to be Stanford, and then Stanford flamed out. Then everybody thought it was going to be Virginia Tech because it's they were coming back into the top 25, and it was, in, uh, it was at Virginia Tech. But, I mean, this number 13 Syracuse team is actually legit. And it, this is definitely not one to really look at as an easy win because Syracuse really has nothing to play for except spoiler. Mm-hmm. They, this is the definition of a trap game where they have nothing to win or nothing to oh they have nothing to lose and everything to win right now. I do feel like they lose a little bit of, of steam with it being a neutral site game. I think. If they were at the Carrier Dome, obviously that's an advantage for them. Right. I think even if they're in South Bend, I think they could get juiced up to go into Notre Dame's house and beat them and take their perfect season away. Um, I think it was Syracuse. They had a couple good games that they should have won and they just haven't held on to at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's they're going to have to play a complete game against Notre Dame if they want to beat them. Right. And it was, I mean... <laughs> I remember getting the news that Book wasn't going to start, and I started to freak out. I was texting <laughs> you guys like, uh, DEFCON 1, DEFCON 1. <laughs> um, and then later that day, I get home, and I'm kind of like relaxing. I'm unwinding from the day, and all of a sudden, the video shows up. They're going to start wearing the green jerseys, which are cursed. <laughs> and I start freaking out again. Brian Kelly's a great actor, by the way. That was I, an incredible scene by him. Yeah, I put him in for an Emmy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, and then... I sat back, I relaxed. Like, Wimbush has been probably my favorite player on Notre Dame this year. The fact that he got benched and then hasn't been like, F this team, I'm giving up. He sat there, he's been helping Book, he's been there, he's been trying to win his job back, and he's not giving up on this season. Like, nobody on Notre Dame has ever given up at any point this year. He's been probably my favorite player just because of his attitude alone. Even though Book saved your season? Book saved it just because Wimbush is so unpredictable, and I 100% agree that they just announced it. It was either today or yesterday. The book is uh, – he practiced today um, fully. He's going to um, resume tomorrow on all pads. He will get the start against Syracuse because, I mean, Wimbush is unpredictable. He had an awesome game against Michigan, and then the next two games that he started was absolutely horrible. And then Book came, came in as the more reliable, more consistent player, so you know what you're going to get out of him. Wimbush could easily be the best player on Notre Dame. You could easily make that argument because he's probably the biggest playmaker, but he's just too inconsistent. Doesn't that go hand in hand though in some sort of some sort right, of way? Right, but when he's going, he, you can't stop him. He's absolutely dynamic, but the fact that he's just so inconsistent, you can't trust him and you can't put him in as your starter every single day. Fair enough. Scars will never go away. Oh, ripped open. Thursday night football this week. In three days, my Green Bay Packers will travel to Century League Field to take on the Seattle Seahawks for the first time since the 2014 NFC Championship game, which saw the Packers intercept Russell Wilson five times and saw them have a... Yeah. Multi-score lead Did with four Ha-ha minutes to go. Ha ha had two. Uh, now Washington Redskins. Ha ha Clinton Dix. Yep. Washington <laughs> R word. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> first trip for the Packers back to Century Link Field. Uh, still not over that game in 2014. The 2014 Packers were the best team in the NFL that year. They win the Super Bowl if they win that game. As we all know, they didn't. They puked all over themselves. They coughed up a two-score lead. They gave up the most ridiculous two-point conversion in the history of the world. They gave up the most ridiculous onside kick in the history of the world. Goes to overtime. Russell Wilson, Doug Baldwin, end of the game. My heart's broken. Thin, end of scene. 
Um, but this brings me up to another point. Uh, Thursday night football in general. Now, we could talk about this every week. Every team has to deal with that. I understand it. Um, Cash cow. It's all about the money. It, it, and NFL's, we care about player safety. <laughs> Air quotes. It's, complete. It's, it's a joke, man. It's, it's an absolute joke. Um, and it's gotten worse. And I say it's gotten worse because when Thursday night football started, and this it's probably coming on 10 years or so at this point. Um, Sounds about right. If you remember at the start, it was only divisional games, right? So you're playing a team that you're familiar with. Um, you're playing a team that's probably close to you geographically, so the traveling team doesn't get thrown under the bus too, too bad. Um, this past year, Fox won the broadcasting rights for Thursday night football. They paid a ton of money for those rights. So naturally, they're going to want primetime games. They're going to want big matchups. And for the most part, the matchups on Thursday night have been much better this year than in years past. Right. Agreed. We've had some better games. We've had better matchups. Um, with that, teams are going to have to travel. It's not going to be all divisional games. It's not going to be the Patriots playing the Bills and it's a short ride. It's not going to be the Lions and the Bears, you know, less, oh than, less than an hour playing ride. We've heard stories, there have been reports, players have come out and said their bodies don't feel right again after a football game on Sunday until Thursday or Friday of the next week. Mm -hmm. So these guys, man, they go to war on Sunday. They're kicking each other's asses for three-plus hours. They don't even have time to recover and regenerate and get their bodies right before they have to hop on a plane, go to another city, and play another game, which is crap. If you're the NFL and you want to talk about we care this much about player safety and blah, blah, blah. Just feed them handles. They're good. It's yeah. BS. It's BS. And it, quite frankly, it insults our intelligence when they say that. Yep. Mm -hmm. If you cared more about player safety than you do the almighty dollar, you wouldn't have these players playing two football games in four yeah. days. Yep. Nope. It, it just it wouldn't happen. Um, my Packers have to deal with it this week. Their, their schedule has been insane for these past three weeks. So they played at the Rams. So, you know, that's a three or four hour plane flight to L.A. Mm -hmm. Come home. The very next week, you're at the Patriots. That's two hours to the other coast. Another time zone completely. Come back here for a home game, which gets flexed from one o'clock to 430. So it takes three hours away from them before they have a short week. And for no reason, it wasn't America's game of the week. That was Seattle and, and L.A., which yeah. had the national game. Uh, so they lose three hours of recovery time, three hours of sleep, whatever you want to call it. And now they have to get on a plane, travel another two time zones, three hours up to Seattle for a game in four days. Um, I don't know if you guys have any additional thoughts on this. I, I've always hated Thursday night games. You look at the injury report for both teams and it's as long as my arm because guys just don't have the time to come back and, and get themselves right for these games. I mean, you completely just hit it right in the head. I mean, Thursday night game should be abolished unless you have the two teams who just came off a bye. On a bye. On a bye. I, I'm okay with that. And you start at week five. I'm okay you with that. You let the two teams that come off week four, you play Thursday night. You have them, give them that week, and then you give them Tuesday, Wednesday to practice or whatnot, however you want to do it. Um, but yeah, it should be the teams coming off the bye should be have the Thursday night game. Yeah, because how does that even work? So let's say Monday's what, films? Tuesday, you go full speed, and then you're in uppers on Wednesday? Like, how the hell does that work? Like, so, yeah. I mean, I know the the Packers, just from watching locker room interviews and stuff, they're actually flying to Seattle right now. So they're cool. going there. I mean, so they literally just played a game on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Monday, they probably came in, hit the training room, maybe watched film, I don't yeah. know. And now they're on an airplane again oh. the next day. Oh. So they're, they had a practice today, flew out today. Tomorrow is going to – they hold a practice on Saturday. A lot of teams practice through Friday, have Saturday off, um, and yeah. then the game Sunday. The Packers have Friday off, and then they practice Saturday, and then uh, they have a game. So they're having their Saturday Ooh. practice tomorrow. Like a walkthrough just yeah. – Yeah, and then and then the game on, on Thursday. But, I mean, it's, it's crazy, man. Guys leave games banged up. Guy, you know, it takes a full week to get your body back, and these guys have three days. Yeah. How serious is Nick Perry? Is that a serious injury? It or looked he, bad. Did it? it? It was one of those hit the side of the knee All and right. it bends in. Well, because I just didn't know if it was one of those, like, if I had the entire week to recover, I'd be playing. I don't know. I only have two days. so I don't know. I mean, Randall Cobb would probably be playing if it was a full week. Maybe. Um, 
it'd be a better shot for him. He'd certainly have a better shot. And then there's guys like Brashad Breland got his first pick last week with the Packers. Uh, he left the game with a groin injury yeah. and he was limited in practice today. But if he has three or four extra days to get ready for that game, I'm sure his chances of play skyrocket. Right. See, this is where I think it's hypocritical too, because they'll just feed him pain pills up the ass and injections, all that crap. But yet, God forbid, if they wanted to manage the pain, if they, God forbid, smoked a joint, yeah, that's yeah. it. Four Seriously. games. Bye-bye. Seriously. Mm-hmm. So in the NFL, I mean, I, I've heard this this year, and it's kind of true. You haven't seen, you haven't heard a lot from Goodell this year. That's true. That's very, like, compared to years past. And I think it's his PR team is probably like, stay the hell away from this. Just let the, let the, lead, the, let the year play out. Your, your, your popularity is probably at an all-time low. Just fall back. So, I mean, but it's so hypocritical. It, like we like we clearly have just said, it's clearly all about the dollars. Fox paid, what, probably a billion dollars to broadcast the Thursday Night Football games? Probably up with, wouldn't, are, yeah, yeah, wouldn't surprise us. Um, I mean, and they have been good games this year, but you're right. I mean, we treat we forget that these, they're people. Yeah. And your bodies just break down, and then you wonder why you got these athletes like Chris Borland who are requ- retiring two years into their career because mm-hmm. they just don't want to deal with it. Right. And he, and he's the asshole because he's standing up for this. Or look at look at Dez. Dez sits out the whole year, he finally signs a contract, and he tears his Achilles before playing a game. Mm-hmm. Two practices. Two yeah. practices. And then leaving on Bell, I know that just happened today. He, he's not playing at all this year. The players are finally taking a stand. They realize something has to be done. I mean, I don't know when the um, the CPA expires. I believe it's 2022, but I could be, I'd have to check that. So, because I think it was 10 years and it was, yes. Yeah, Yeah, it's 2022 because I believe it was a 10 year deal, which they signed in 2012, which was the fail Mary year, which got the replacement refs Mm -hmm. canned. So, would it surprise you if the players push for the banning of Thursday Night Football or at least like, eight games or something like that instead of a full, a full schedule worth? Rogers mentioned it in his press conference today, um, in his locker interview, his weekly mm-hmm. one with the reporters. Um, and he didn't give this bold, strong statement on it, but they asked him about playing Thursday night. And, yeah. and you know, he, he sort of echoed the things that we're saying here about how you don't have time to get your body right. It's a short week and, and guys miss games injured that they might normally have been able to play. And it just kind of a – you know, side comment to all that. He said it's something that we we might want to bring up when discussions start. And he's not one to throw a comment like that into a quote, especially to reporters, uh, without a purpose. He anything he says, he knows exactly what he's saying, and there's a reason why he says it. Yeah. Um. So I I could certainly see that being put on the table. I don't think they're going to win because interesting enough, money's going to win. And bottom line is these players will not sit out a season because they can't afford to. Oh, no, no. You know, Ooh. I mean, when you think about it, the league has all the leverage in that case. So um, we'll see, I guess. Been scabbed before. They'll do it again. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They have. Um, but, I, I mean, the NFL can't get out of their own way. And, and another example of this, I think, is the Monday night game this week uh, between the Rams and the Chiefs. Going to be an awesome game, highly anticipated. Both teams nine and one, um, two top seeds in each in each conference at this point. Um, so there were reports all day yesterday and today um, that the condition of the field in the Azteca Stadium is terrible. I get they just had a concert there, they play soccer games there, and it's supposed to be a total disaster. Then it came out with uh, players saying that they might sit out the game. They don't feel like it's in their best interest to risk their health to play this game. Um, Now they've come out and said that that game will be moved back from Mexico City to L.A. and will be played in the Coliseum. So the Rams are getting their home game back. It's not going to be a neutral site. Um, I have my thoughts on this game. I, I'm curious to see what you guys think about this. Uh, once again, this just goes back to what we were reiterating not even a few minutes ago. Uh, the NFL is such a cash grab. They, I'm actually honestly shocked that they came to their senses. And I'm looking at the field right now. If they let two of the top teams in the NFL step foot on this field, that would be a absolute sham. 
Like what? Like they're, they're clearly all about the money. Having any two teams play on that field. No, but the two top teams, especially the two top teams. Like right. I get it. You know, they're trying to expand internationally. You know, this and that. They did the Toronto games, now Mexico City and London. Blah 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 blah. But that's I don't even agree with the London games. I don't like them. No, I don't. It's like, I, why even bother? Just, I, I can see why they're there and they're not going to go away. But I'm I'm not a fan. Like I'm not I'm not opposed to having preseason games there. But see, at least they have the common sense. If you play in London, your bye week is the next, the next week, week every right. time. So at least they have that figured out, which makes sense. Um, my thoughts on this are <laughs> the NFL is again just shoving it right in the fans' face because this. I mean. Fans going to this game in Mexico City have had this plan for months, yeah. maybe a year in advance. Yeah. And now it's Tuesday, so five days before kickoff, you're just going to move it to another country? Yeah. I, 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 do you think you're going to be able to get a hotel room in L.A.? No. Five uh, days notice? Uh, you're go to that game? Nope. I, I mean, but you probably, as somebody who's like, this is going to be my vacation week that I'm going to go with my family and spend the week in Mexico. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Who would want to go to Mexico City, though? No, no offense. I mean, but still, you can go see your team play football and then just stay in Mexico and actually have a vacation with your family in Mexico. They were, I, I think I heard on the radio today that they were actually they were so afraid of the water in Mexico City when the Pats played the Texans. Players didn't even shower before they got on the plane because they're afraid they would get a back, bacterial infection. I'm not surprised. And you can't this, this I guess there's rampant crime surrounding the stadium. It's in a bad part of Mexico City. Plus everyone knows the rumor around about Mexican water. Can't drink the water. So wh- why the hell would you do this? What is the point other than to get pesos? It's just money. Pesos. Not pesos lower than the dollar. What is the point? I just uh, I think it's just sticking it to the fans, man. And it's one of those things, you know, we, we've talked for years about the NFL is the no fun league with players can't celebrate and all this crap and but I think this is the the start of the turn, though, because players are like, we're not playing on this field. And they're like, all right, we'll move it. Le'Veon Bell, I'm not playing unless I get a deal. I and mean, he's not yeah. coming back. Earl Thomas was the one who was like, all right, I'll play this year, and then I'm not signing with you guys. And then his season's done, and he's going to get a horrible contract. One thing a salute to Pete Carroll. I think, I think if it starts now with the players and they keep going this way, They'll get their way when it comes to the agreement. So I guess I'm I'm more focused on this from a fan's point of view. If I'm the NFL, right, and I have this game planned in Mexico City, I I give whoever runs whoever is on Mexico City's side of those negotiations ultimatums, right? If we're bringing our product into your stadium, there will be no events in that stadium for three weeks so we can get that field right. You would right? think. There will be X, Y, Z, and you will follow this or this deal is off and we will not be coming back here. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's going to be a boost for Mexico City's economy, I'm sure, to have all these people flood there. Oh, like, yeah. if, if I'm the NFL and, and I, I make that deal, I make that deal knowing full well my players are going to be safe and my fans are going to be taken care of. Right. And – they accomplished neither of those things with with this with this absolute debacle in changing this game. It's crazy. It's I mean, how many people had tickets to that game, and how many people had hotel rooms and got to change their flights, and how much right. of this crap is non refundable? Right. And like, who bought insurance? Yeah, yeah. All mm-hmm. I mean, fans are just going to get boned with this again, and the NFL just cannot get out of their own way with this. See, crap. and not to play this route, but this is true. You look at you look at the NBA. It's a very player forward league. The players are up up in front. You know, the commissioner stands back. He lets the players do their thing. The NFL, the M- the NFL really needs to worry about the NBA, man. The NBA is growing in popularity by leaps and bounds. So if the NFL continues at this rate, especially you know with the whole the um, the, the like the the no fun league, the the, the violence has gone down. You know the, the whole Trump situation. Pop the. The NFL's got to be on the got to be on their toes, man. The NBA might overtake them, which is a scary thought to think, but it's not. It's plausible at this point. It's, these these CBA negotiations are going to be ugly. Oh, this is going to be, be awful. Mm-hmm. It's going to be bad. And as somebody, you know, 2018, so we got four more years in the CBA, give or take. If if my info it is correct, about right. yeah, uh, that's going to be you know the final final year or two of Aaron Rodgers' contract and maybe career and. 
if I lose out on Aaron Rodgers' last year as a Packer because they can't figure their shit out and they lock out, John's going to have a whole new set of scars that we're going to have opened. Um, Pass is real. I mean, if they start holding out and the owners are desperate for money, it might be my chance to research my uh, NFL career. Yeah. <laughs> Try that. Give that a shot. That'd make a good episode. Let's try it out. <laughs> You've got long snapper written all over. You. No, no offense to any long snappers out there. It's a, that's better than a left out and right bench. <laughs> so uh, one more one more note on that game with it coming back to the Coliseum. It is now a home game for the Rams instead of uh, a neutral site, which the Coliseum isn't exactly the most fearsome home field advantage out there. No. Uh, but the Rams, Rams can clinch the NFC West with a win and with a Seattle loss against Green Bay on Thursday night. Um, and it would be the earliest that a team clinches their division since the 1985 Bears, who also clinched uh, the then NFC Central, I believe, in, uh, in 1985, also in Week 11. Um, Which I, I hate all neutral site games, honestly, it's a championship game. I don't like them. I, I don't like neutral sides. Despise them. College pro, every single one. Despise them. See, I would like it in college if it was like close to me, and it's like a team like Michigan, who rather than me have to travel halfway across the country to see them, I that that in that instance. See, something, even even if Michigan Notre Dame and Ohio going, State played at Gillette every year. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> but even oh. even Notre Dame going to Yankee Stadium, that's not far from us. We can easily make that trek. That's a day we can easily get to. But I'm not gonna go. From the kid who went to the BC game at Fenway Park. Right, because that's Fenway Park. That's right there. But, but still, you even, 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 even if it was Notre Dame at BC, where's that? That's BC. That's right here. That's still local. And that's a home game for BC. This is supposed to be a, was a home, home game. game for Notre Dame, though. It was deemed a home game for Notre Dame because they gave up one of the home games. This is technically a home game for Syracuse. So you're taking away from everybody who's in that Syracuse area and now has to go to lower New York. I mean, have you ever been upstate New York? Uh, there's listen, nothing there. I know. So I'm well aware. They're probably enjoying the change. But still, it's like you're ruining all these. Like, I just despise every and all neutral site games besides championship games. That's a rant. For, I, I, that was gotta, not a tangent I expected no, to go on today. neither did I. I like it. I love it. Um, one more bit of news, and then we'll get to some kind of funny stuff. Uh, Le'Veon Bell did not report and sign his franchise tender as of 4 p.m. today. Uh, he will not play for the Pittsburgh Steelers for the remainder of this year. Will probably, in all certainty, not play for the Pittsburgh Steelers ever mm-hmm. again. Um, I, there were some conflicting reports with this early on. I I was under the impression that he had to play this year to get an accrued season to reach free agency. That's next what year. I thought too. That has apparently not been the case. As, uh, Adam Schefter was reporting that he will be an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. So Le'Veon Bell. Forfeited $14.5 million guaranteed in order to not risk injury this year so that he can cash in, hopefully, uh, as an unrestricted free agent this coming offseason. I didn't think he was unrestricted, though. I I heard that he uh, I was under the impression that he would have to be tagged as a quarterback, which would pay him $25 million guaranteed, or Pittsburgh would transition tag him with the option to become a free agent and they would have the option to match. That's what I. That's what I was under the impression. That's of. I, I thought there was going to be some funky stuff in there. All I know is Schefter tweeted today that he will be an unrestricted free agent when free agency opens this winter. Huh. Uh, I believe in March. So, but I got a question: If he does go to a new team, which team do you think would a be the best option, or b probably be, will be the option? J E T S Jets Jets Jets. So there's there's a couple things. There there was a report today. Uh, I don't know how accurate that is. That Le'Veon Bell wants to be paid like a franchise quarterback, mm-hmm. oh, wow. which is laugh out loud funny for a, what is he, 28, 29-year-old running back with 2,000 touches. Drafted in 2010, so yeah. That- and hasn't played football in a year and a half when free agency opens up, Yeah, uh, which is just laughable. I'm that being said, do you guys doubt that there will be a team stupid enough to give him a lot of money. I will say that one always more time. be a team stupid enough to do. Let, it. let me say that team one more time for you. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. They will pay him out the ass because they will be desperate. See, I think it's going to be Oakland. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he goes to Oakland. He goes I, to I think Jets. he'll he'll go wherever the dollars are. Yeah, but J- I think like there's there's got to be some like 
respect in himself to not go to Oakland. I don't know. Jordy just walked off and retired. That didn't happen. That was fake news. That was fake news? Yeah. Um, I wanted to believe that. But, I mean, if he wasn't going to be so selfish with his pockets and he was just like, I just want to be paid as a top running back, fine. I can see that. Uh, I would like to see him to the Colts. The Colts would be interesting. They probably won't pay him that money, but it would be interesting to see him go to the Colts. I think they would have a fantastic dynamic. That's the thing is it's going to have to be somewhere that has a lot of money that they're willing to invest in running back. Right. And I don't know how many teams out there are going to, are willing to do that. Uh, he, he's going to want a lot of money. Yeah. But you, you all right. So I, granted the year off probably doesn't help him all that, all that much. He's but, not bringing that back. Not a chance. No. Um, but I, I mean, he, you could make an argument that he, he, he's, 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 he you know, he, he could get, he probably, maybe why receive money. I could see that more than quarterback money. Quarterback money is just insane. He does not deserve quarterback money at all. 99% of quarterbacks don't deserve quarterback money. Very true. Heard that. Um, I'm trying to – bear with me here. I want to find He his, might even uh, try to stay in Miami. Oh, with the Dolphin Miami guy? Well, he was living in Miami all this year. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's not. He went to Pitt for college. I'm not, he went to Michigan State. Michigan State. Uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, yeah, Connor. There you go. Thank you. Um, but no, he's been in Miami this entire year. Yeah, just chilling, relaxing. Don't blame him. by the pool. Chilling, relaxing, acting all cool. Oh. Um, let's see. He has. He hasn't played a 16 game season since 2014, his second year. He missed 10 games in 2015, missed four in 2016, missed one last year, and hasn't played this year. So he hasn't – by the end of this, he will not have – he'll have one complete 16-game season in his career in six years and hasn't played in a year and a half after this year. He's, he's not making that $14.5 million back in his next contract. I would be stunned. No. Prepare to be stunned because he's going – some somebody out there is going to give him a ridiculous amount of money. <sighs> Power to him, I guess. But what also, if he wants to stick it to the Packers, Packers, why would you stick it? I mean, not the Packers, the Steelers. Um, the Ravens sure could use a running back. I mean, mean, if if money's like if we're disregarding money, money just is not an option. But I mean, if he wants to stick it to the Steelers and wants to face them twice a year and shove it in their face, he could easily go to the Ravens, which they have a pretty decent nucleus going. I mean, if you, if I see what you're saying, if you want to play the push money aside game, yeah. literally 32 teams could use Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, every one of them could. I, I can't wait to see how this unfolds. I, I, I'm, I'm so interested in this. The NFL offseason hasn't even begun, and it's already extremely uh, interesting. Uh, and it's starting. <laughs> I mean, I, there's no, there's no real quarterback drama this offseason. I think like Terod Taylor is the, Bridge, the Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Those are the two. So, I mean, Bell is going to be the prime focus there. Uh, man, that's going to be crazy. I, I saw a thing the other day where, uh, or it was today, it had the odds of which team Bell was going to play for. And they had the Packers in there at 7-1. to one. They were like the third favorite, which... Uh, no way. No, not a chance. Uh, I don't even want him. And Aaron Nagler, who is an awesome follower there, if anybody likes Packers, um, tweeted in response to that, that do you think the Packers are going to want a, like I said, 27-year-old running back with 17... 17- hundred touches in his career, making $15 million a year? Or do they want Aaron Jones, who's leading the NFL in yards per carry and is going to make six hundred and forty five grand next year? Right. Hmm. Like, I don't think your odds are, are shaking out. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Um, anyways, so Le'Veon Bell, not going to be uh, a Pittsburgh Steeler next year. Not going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler this year. Never. Staying in the AFC North. Oh boy, uh, Hugh Jackson got himself a new job. It's only been a couple weeks. Assistant to the regional manager. Yes, this is this is Michael Scott and Dwight Schrute. <laughs> this is the greatest pairing in all of football. How this funny is better is this? than Montana Rice? It's it's unbelievable. This is the greatest pairing, and we got the two greatest football minds together on the same team. Who a cannot win a game, and b cannot win a playoff game. Great. Awesome. 
thank you, Cincinnati, for completely being in first place in your division at the beginning of it to completely coming in last and you're giving Cleveland a hope. I just thank you. The Cub theme song just pops into my head when I picture <laughs> the two of them in a room together, just trying to like game plan. Wow. <laughs> I just I literally I picture them in meetings. Do you think Hugh Jackson's getting all pissy now he's in a different chair? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, oh. I no, I bet he's sitting in meetings like Marvin. I've been in that chair, man. <laughs> so this is this is how I picture this going, right? So they're gonna yeah. be in meetings and uh Hugh Jackson is gonna say, you know. He's going to get up there and be like, hey, if they're hurt, they should still be on the practice no, field. No, no. It's literally going to be out of the office. He's going to say special assistant head coach. And Marv, Marvin Lewis is going to say special assistant to the head coach. And it's going to go back and forth. So, wait. Does that mean I get a pay raise? No, you don't get a pay raise. <laughs> what, can I fire people? No, you can't fire anybody. What changes? Nothing. Now we just need to have Andy Dalton come in and make – Hugh Jackson, the assistant to the assistant, assistant to the head coach. <laughs> That's going to make this whole thing come full circle. Interesting fact, too. The, uh, the Browns play the Bengals twice. They still haven't yet. They've yet to play. So I'm curious to see how. That's you, probably why he hired him, because he knows what he's going to do for a uh, game plan. Yeah, that, I mean, that that's true. For those stuff. two games and those two games. It. But still, Hugh Jackson, we, we, we've shit on this guy constantly throughout the year. He, there's no way he's going to be anything beneficial to the, to the Bengals. I, you sabotage them, I bet you. The only, only thing this I can a, think of. This is a two-game hiring. The only, only thing I can think of is somebody like Wade Phillips. He's an awesome defensive coordinator with Denver a couple of years ago. Yeah. Has been awesome with the Rams. Was a terrible head coach in Dallas. Some people just aren't head coaches. Yeah. Hugh Jackson was a defensive coach coming up with Cincinnati before he went on his circuit with Oakland and, and the dumpster fire in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing he's going to have more of a defensive role. And since he can't stop a nosebleed right now. I, I don't even believe what I'm saying. I'm laughing on the inside as I say this. I, I bet he's a better assistant to the regional manager than he is a head coach. Um, it's not saying much, though. No, it isn't. Because <laughs> he was literally the worst head coach maybe in my – definitely in my lifetime in the NFL. Uh, Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin in the didn't, NFL. Lane Kiffin didn't go 3-42 and 42 I, or whatever He didn't, but I don't uh, – actually, do, no, McDaniels. McDaniels might be. The worst NFL head coach I've seen in my this, life. This is just going to be funny, I think. I, I think it's going to be hilarious. Well, you brought up um, Wade Phillips, the Rams, with the defense. I just want to point out one thing. Their defense, on paper, stacked. How they're performing? Awful. Yeah, they're not great. They're, I mean, it. I don't even have faith in that defense. Twi- uh, four <laughs> times, four times they've let teams score 30 points. Sorry. Twice the Seahawks have put up 31 points. You're on a you're on a you're on a roll, but on Wikipedia, someone put uh, Hugh Jackson's role as special assistant to the regional head coach. <laughs> yes, yes. So, same logic, guys. Yep, nailed it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you know, I hope I hope the Browns come in and beat the beat the Bengals now. Oh, that would be so good. Browns got a big win on Sunday. Took Huge down Atlanta. Helped yeah. out Green Bay. I mean, love it. They're they're sitting on the fringe of being. Realistically, out of the playoffs. What give you kind of? They're not eliminated yet. They're not. They're in the hunt. Greg Williams has thirty-three percent of the wins that Hugh Jackson had in the last two and a half years uh-huh. with the Browns. So that's pretty impressive. But I mean, throw up that graphic about who's in the hunt. You see the Browns picture. And they're at the bottom of the hunt, but they they, they get they they get that picture on the board. Um, I wanted to throw one more thing out there uh, before we get to our mortal locks. I hope you guys saw the video of Quentin Nelson. Coming around, pulling guard. My boy! And screaming like a lunatic. <laughs> I have I have some news for you. I, I hate to... Don't tell me that was added after. It was added after. No! It was not the same play. Quentin Nelson actually came out and said it was from another play. But still, to see him knock the shit out of... Uh, who was that, Boyette? And I thought... I think it was Barry Church, but I, I Might didn't have been see the But either way, to, to see him knock the shit out of him like that, we're, we're just going to pretend... We don't know the truth. We're going to live in ignorance. Uh, <laughs> that's crushing. That When I saw that, I laughed so hard. And then and then when I was done laughing, I put myself in the picture like from, I think it was Barry Church, whoever that poor son of a bitch was who took that block on. And he must have dumped his pants. Oh, yeah. 
if the screaming was real. I'm if sure if the screaming not real, it's a little. We've been bamboozled. We got a well, dire shattered on Twitter. I mean, it. Uh, him and Glitchy are awesome. Even with all their um, interviews at Notre Dame, it's like they well, Glitchy and San Fran. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, but just Quentin Nelson, when you heard him talk, do interviews, you knew he was a different player. And like, even if you weren't a Notre Dame fan, if you listen to his interviews and the way he talked about all of his teammates, you're like, I, I really want to root for this guy. And when that video came out, I, w- I wanted to run through a wall. I Jim wanted Mercy to pulled up. No, I do have something else, though, just to make you feel better. Awesome. So I thought, do you remember when he got drafted in the phone call from Jim Irsay calling Quentin Nelson went hey. out? And, hey, Quentin, what's up, man? <laughs> Irsay sounds he like he's fired up. <laughs> so funny. Um, oh, Jim Irsay, man. All right. What well, a drama. well uh, my dreams are crushed with that not being real anymore. Uh, but you know what is real? Our locks of the week are real. Do you want me to leave this off? Yeah, leave it. I'm no. one and two. I'm sorry, guys. I rode the Nick Mullins train straight to hell with you last night. Minus three. I was all in. Mullins played great the week before. The Giants came in. The Giants stink. San Francisco had a 10-point lead in the second half, and they blew it. That one's on me. We're going to bounce back and get that unit back this week. I, on the other hand, will not lose you money, but I will not win you money either. <laughs> I am 1-0-2. If CJ, if CJ gives you a mortal lock that doesn't have the hook half point, don't even bother. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> um, That's true, actually. So you thought you knew what my mortal lock of the week was going to be. I did. I don't I think no you do that. because I think it's totally off the board, off the grid. Um, I like it. The Los Angeles football superchargers. Hosting the Denver Broncos. Should have seen this. Home game. I'm falling into a trap. I know I am. Chargers with a big win over Oakland. Denver Denver coming in off a bye. Laying seven points to the Broncos at home. I know it's a trap. I'm walking into the trap, and I'm coming out of the trap with the win. Chargers minus seven. Book them. Oof. Okay. So I will stay college because that's all I know, apparently. Uh. I'm taking a real chance on this one, folks. Louisville, 2-8, oh, just fired their head coach at home against number 14, North Carolina State. I'm taking them plus 16 and a half. Go big or go home, ladies and gents. Like Let's it. do it. I like it. At least now we include half a point. So now you the hook. You just got the hook. Now you definitely know you're going to lose. Um, <laughs> so... Like every week, I got a bunch of games that I like. Um, I was fearful you guys were going to take mine because we got the Houston Texans minus two and a half against Washington. Washington offense, awful. They've had a lot of injuries to that offensive line. Alex Smith likes to dink and dunk and not do anything. He likes to get two first downs and the punt every time. And Houston has been on fire as of late. I see, them, I see them putting up. Point on Washington. Washington not being the pull points on them. Give me Houston minus two and a half. I like yeah. that one. I like that one. Fun and fact: I'm two and one. I'll give you another one. I like BC minus one and a half. Fun fact about Alex Smith: He has thrown for exactly 178 yards in three of his last four games, which is the most Alex Wait. Smith stat of what? all time. Exactly 178 yards in three of his last four games. That's the most Alex Smith stat of all time. That is. That really is. I'm not surprised. So we've got Houston minus two and a half. Chargers minus seven. I think I'm going to be the push this week. In your degenerate bet of the week? Uh, Louisville plus 16 and a half. Those are your mortal locks. Um, <laughs> Why not just go UMass plus 43 and a half against Citadel? Was on the I was going to take Citadel, but they're not on it. <laughs> yeah, Citadel money line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James. Well, hold on. How many units? One unit. How many well, units? One unit. I'm not uh, taking Come on. Time. If it's your mortal lock, you got to have faith. Two units. Two I'm units. still up two units, man. I, remember, I keep pushing. Two units, Houston. I'm staying one unit. That's a big. That's a big spread. Seven's a big spread. If I hit on mine, tell us. Uh, tell all our all our friends out here where they can find us at. Uh, right here on Lynn. No. <laughs> um, so all our social media is btw underscore the hashes. Our email is between the hashes podcast at gmail And where can they listen to us? Pretty everywhere. Pretty much everywhere. We're now available on Stitcher, which means you can now play us via Alexa. Alexa, Alexa fire up between the hashes. 
I hope someone's just ki- thing kicked on right now. <laughs> um, seriously, guys, shoot us some questions. Anything you want us to talk about? Um, we're happy to to mix in some of you guys into the conversation. Help drive that if you want. Send us emails. Send us tweets. Uh, send us pictures via Instagram. Uh, hopefully with clothes on. Whatever <laughs> you guys want to do, or send, not. Even I mean, send us your monologues. Let us know what you guys think. Yeah, give us some picks. We'll all get in on this game together. Um, unless you guys have anything else, I think uh, we're ready to hit the road here. I think we're good to go, sir. Go Irish. Go Pack Go.